and I want to make I want to end this episode as soon as possible because I actually have to leave. I have to get ready to leave the house in about thirty seven minutes. So hopefully I can cram this episode in thirty seven minutes, and I need to get ready to, and get out. So first things first, we have our candle. Wait, oh, it's so hard. Are you burning? It's not. Why? Okay, it is now. Cool. And drink of the day is my chai tea. So, yeah, it's so hot. I'm scared to drink it. It's literally burning hot. I've like got like tons of shit to do, but I'm procrastinating. I really should not be, and I was saying I'm like, oh my god, I'm so busy, and then I keep not doing stuff because I don't know. I feel like if I actually go and do it, I'll be very burned out, and then I will like just give up. So I'm just trying to give myself a little break, and tomorrow I'm gonna work my ass off. I swear. <laughs> so, all right, let's just dive right in and. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about this book called "It Ends with Us" by Colleen Hoover. So, for you guys who are not very not, what was I trying to say? For you guys who are not familiar with BookTube or BookTok, "It Ends with Us" is a very popular book, like a very very popular book. I've seen it everywhere for the past year. Or past two years, I think I've attempted to read it. Actually, no, because before I wasn't really that much. I wasn't really that into reading, and I saw that there's like a free audiobook version on YouTube, and I planned on listening to it. I listened, and then I think audiobook is just not for me. You know, I just cannot. So, I didn't listen to it. Everyone was talking about this book, and then I think in the past the reception is pretty good, but now there's like some people bashing about this book. But also, yeah, I think mostly they were disagreeing with the contents of like the books that the writer wrote, and it's not this one. Apparently, there's this other book called November Nine. And also, Ugly Love, which these two books are the books that romanticized abusive relationship. So here's like a trigger warning. This episode is going to be about abusive relationships. So if you are uncomfortable with that, you can just you know click off right now. But um, yeah, I the 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 comments that I've made are not really that. Not really on the abusive part, but because okay, I read I read this book because like everyone's talk about this book, and then like they're saying that this writer uh, romanticize um, domestic violence and abusive relationships. So I was like, now I gotta see what's what because 
I just want to know, like, how how would someone romanticize something like that? But as it turns out, this is not the book that actually romanticized these sorts of behavior. It was the other two books, and apparently, this book is more like a because so so the thing is, the author experienced domestic violence in her childhood, so. Her dad was like beating up her mom, and but I don't. I think she didn't experience much of it because in the in the acknowledgement or which like the end part of the book. I think like the the writers something. Yeah. Anyways, the writer was just talking about. How she experienced little bit of it when she was around two, and by when like when she turned three, actually her mom left her father, and she was grateful that her mom did that, and because for her situation that her dad was only abusive to her mom. Uh, but never to his daughters, so they can manage to develop this close relationship. As in, like the daughter and the father can still develop like a close relationship instead of like in the book where Lily, the protagonist Lily, hate hated her father because she witnessed the violence happening again and again and again. So. Some of the ex, some of the things that happened to Lily's mom or Lily is actually taking taken from like what she's seen happen to her mother. So uh, she was like writing this for like all the women out there, like women that have experienced domestic abuse, and yeah, I think. This book is actually not bad. I don't think it romanticized like domestic violence. I think for other books like November Nine and Ugly Love, I really do have to read it to find out. Maybe I'm going to read th- those next because, like, your girl, I am so proud of myself. I started this book on Sunday. I think I barely started on Sunday because on Sunday I was actually just like. Reading another book, but then I saw I could like read this book, and then I barely started that day, and then I finished it yesterday. So I'm very proud of myself. I finished another book within another week. I really like this. Now I feel like I've watched way less Netflix or Disney Plus whatsoever. I've spent most of my time reading a book. Just because I got nothing to do, and then I really dislike looking up while I was walking around campus, because I don't want to see people. I don't want to run into people. It's so stressful, and I don't like this. I don't like that I need to constantly look at my phone. I don't like looking at my phone while I walk. I really dislike that. But because it's so easy to run into people, I just ugh. Anyways, I need tea. Anyways, so how would I rate this book? 
I don't know. Like, I think the writer is a little bit manipulative because I've made so many comments in like the first half of the book, but in the second half of the book, it's so, it's like everybody turned perfect, like ah, uh, so so like. How 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 should I put this? I don't know how to organize my thoughts now. Like, what time is it? Um, okay, it's about twelve. Um, so basically, okay, let me just start from the beginning. Wait, let me just rate this book first. See, I'm like everywhere. I would rate this a three point. Two five to three point five. I'm not sure, but it's higher than three. But I think three point two five is a little bit too high. Maybe, maybe three point two five. Now that I come to think of it, after I finished reading the book, I thought to myself, "Oh, this book is actually not that bad." But I think I've been like affected by the events that happened. After the book, not after the book, in the second half of the book, and I kind of forgot what happened in the first half of the book. And today, I was like watching videos, like on, like, like, like the booktubers, how did they rate this book? How did they view this book? And there, some of them don't like it. Some of them find them good. And I was like, yeah, I think that's not that bad as well. But then, when I was like. Reading the comments that I've wrote in the first half of the book, and I was just like, "Okay, maybe the book is not as good as I thought. Maybe like it started out not so good, but then, yeah, okay." Let me just you know start from the beginning and then, so you guys would know what I'm trying to say. So this book is about the protagonist Lily, who experienced domestic violence in her childhood, and in the beginning of the book she was supposed she went to her father's funeral, so her her father was dead and she was supposed to give like an eulogy. Like. It was requested by her mom, so she really cannot say no. And her mom was like, "Okay, just go up on the podium and say like five great things about your father." So she went up there and she refused to say anything good about her father because he was a he was an abusive asshole. So uh, she went up there, and then. He, she just didn't say anything good about him. She just said nothing instead. Which, you go, girl. And so she went up to a rooftop. This story is set in Boston. Yeah, set in Boston, and she went up to a rooftop and she met this guy called Ryle. Like, I've like the names in this freaking book. Are, uh, like okay, Lily. You think Lily is like a good name, but then because she likes flowers, and like later on in the book she starts like a flower shop. She's a florist, and apparently her full name is Lily Blossom Bloom. 
because apparently her dad's last name was Bloom and her mom's last name was Blossom, and then for them to find each other, they thought they were meant to be, and so they kept the two last names in her daughter's name, so her name is Lily Blossom Bloom. <laughs> and Ryle is the abusive dude. And why would he be named Ryle? Because he get riled up, you know. He's like a riled up person. So his name is Ryle. <laughs> There's also some other guy. This is kind of like a love triangle story. There's another guy called Atlas. Why would he be called Atlas? So he's a map. Atlas. I just can't. You know, I need more tea. Okay, now let me just go check the notes that I've read. No, the notes that I've made on this book, because there's a lot. So, basically, she met him on the patio, like the rooftop, and then already immediate red flag is that the dude was angry, and then he was kicking one of the chairs behind him on the freaking roof, and. The comment that I wrote is like, honestly, I know this book is about abuse, but seriously, immediate red flag. <laughs> seriously, this person has anger management issues. I would be scared of this man because, like, the the setting was like she was like it was in the dark. It was on the rooftop, and apparently, Ryle has not seen her at that moment, so he thought that he's alone. And so I guess Lily is like in the shadows or something, and I would be terrified if like a random ass man was like kicking chairs, and I'm like, this dude is violent, and I must get out of here, but I don't know how to. I'd be terrified. <sighs> but then I guess pheromones and hormones, like. You know, did a lot of the jobs because they started talking, and then he, she instantly just think like, this dude is is attractive because like what she observes like first thing about him is his hands aren't in fist anymore; they are resting on his hips, and I noticed for the first time how his shirt doesn't fit him very well around his biceps. It fits him any everywhere else, but his arms are huge. Ah, man! I mean, ah, uh, ah! Uh, <laughs> this man is violent and so much stronger than you. Be afraid! <laughs> Why are you still there? And then. Apparently, Ryle is neurosurgeon, and like he wears scrubs all the damn time in the book. And then Lily finds that like, oh, he's so attractive in his scrubs, which I get it. I mean, like Derek Shepherd, hello, but 
the thing is, the dude wears like scrubs outside of the hospital. He would be like coming to knock on Lily's door, and he'd be still in scrubs. What the hell? Don't you have to wash the scrub like a lot of the times? Then, like I thought, it's being washed in the hospital. Why? <laughs> and this book is ah. So apparently. They're okay now. They're still on the rooftop, and then so they're talking, and then they're both upset, and then they now have this thing called like naked truth. So you have to be very brutally honest about what's going on in your life, and then not be not afraid that you're gonna hurt someone else's feelings, and then so another naked truth. So Lily was like, "Tell me the most recent thought you've had that most people wouldn't say out loud." He pulls up his hand. He pulls his hands up behind his head and looks me straight in the eye. I want to fuck you. What? I've told my friends that I was like shocked. When I was like reading the first part of this book, let me tell you, this is page forty-one out of seventy seven hundred and forty-five. This is zero point five percent of the book, and the dude straight up said, "Like I want to fuck you." Hello, hello, what the hell is happening? Red flag, red flag, <laughs> red flag. But Lily is colorblind at this point. Like I guess, like pheromones and hormones. Like you know, you're colorblind. Is is not red anymore. It's just brown. It's just yellow. It's it's not even green. It's not red, but it's not red. And then Lily was like, "Okay." Like afterwards, she thought to herself, "Like at least." She at least like he said it to her face, which not a lot of people have the bravery to say it. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Like that is literally harassment. What? 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 I mean, no way. Just no way. No matter how attracted I am to that guy, this dude is not saying that he wants to fuck me. Like within the first. Ten minutes that we've known each other, just no, no. Unless it's like a you know kind of, you guys are both there to know that you just want to get sex out of this. Then sure, like if it's like a one night stand thing, then sure because you both have the same intentions. But this is not. This is a random encounter, and then Lily literally just said like, "Well, I'm not into one night stands." <sighs> Ryle has me riled up, but not like in that way, okay. But I'm like honestly, like what the hell? And you know, Ryle in the first half of the book is like the not like other guys and be like the thought of marriage repulses me. When I have time, there are girls who satisfy those needs. I don't lack for anything in that department, if that's what you're asking. But love has never appealed to me. It's always been more of a burden than anything. 
like literally. This is like how Ryle is portrayed in the first part of the book, but then like suddenly in the second, not the second, it the second part, not the second half, but like suddenly he's like, oh, I need to be with Lily, and then he suddenly becomes like very romantic and considerate and everything. So I was just like, wait, what the hell? What's with the a hundred degree change in just the span of like I don't know two hundred pages, and as in the two hundred pages is like out of seven hundred something pages because I'm reading on my phone. So I was like, "Oh la la," and this dude is relentless. He because this is still still on the freaking rooftop. He was like, "If you wouldn't sleep with someone you just met, exactly how far would you go?" What? What? I thought you said you have girls that could satisfy your needs. Why are you here? Like, what the actual fuck? And then, like the next page, he's he's like, his fingers begin to crawl toward the hem of my shirt. I literally comment like, "This is page forty-eight. What the fuck?" Because I don't know if you guys read books like this, but normally the smut, like as in the sexy time, starts like maybe in the like when it's like halfway through the book, not not page forty-eight, not page forty-eight. But then it's just this one sentence, and then like he leaves. So, like the first. Part of the book is like a lot of these scenes happening, so it's like getting there, but it's not. Do you know how terrified I am to read this book on campus because I don't want someone to see what I'm reading because it's embarrassing. <sighs> I mean, like, okay, I have to admit I have read another book. It's called The Kissing Quotient, and then they have some good like sexy scene. Like pages, I honestly feel like oh they're in love and then it's passionate. It's like sexy and everything. Like I like those. I enjoyed those. But the sexy scenes in this book is, it's not doing it for me. It's not like, no, just it's not appealing at all. And like Ryle is like a fucking creep. He snaps a picture off Lily lying in the lounge chair, and then he left. What? And then he left. Imagine random dude snap a picture of you and left. I'll give you guys a moment to let that sink in. And like the writing. The writing of this book is just like because Lily would do this, like flashback thing, and flashback to first love, her first love, which he would appear later on in the story, but now it's just flashbacks, and you thought like, okay, she's reading journals. But her journals are letters to Ellen DeGeneres. Like, 
it would be it would be like loads of like diary entries and then it's like dear ellen blah 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 blah, blah lily and then like it starts again like dear ellen blah blah blah, 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 blah lily and then because this is a freaking book like the writing of the journal would be like how it's written in a book like very descriptive and stuff like oh and then he said to me blah 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 and then there would be like conversations in the diary like would you ever do that while writing a diary while writing a journal i don't think so and then so like you you can see you can read that like the journal is just merely a tool for her to like do all these flashbacks and then like she just wants to make it like creative because like she watches Ella DeGeneres all the time and then her jokes like cracks her up which red flag for me I'm like you like Ellen DeGeneres I always find her like seriously jokes are stupid and boring I don't like her but that's just my personal opinion and like she would just change topic like immediately so it's like dear Ellen I fast forward through all your dancing when i watch your show i used to watch the beginning when you dance through the audience but i get a little bored with it now and would rather just hear you talk i hope that doesn't make you mad okay so i found out who the guy is and yes he's still going over there <laughs> it was just like the sudden change in topic is like i hope that doesn't make you mad okay so i found out who the guy is <laughs> oh my god so apparently this guy is the other guy called atlas who like um so this is like flashback and then when lily was still 15 and she was living at her house and then like one of her neighbor's house is now abandoned but now he no now she realized that there's other guy that goes to over to that house which is suspicious because that house is abandoned and there's no light there's no electricity there's no water whatsoever then what is that guy doing here and apparently that guy is also home is actually homeless and has no water and then like d- cannot shower and then so he stinks but he goes to the skate he goes to the same school as her and mind you the dude is 18 and lily is 15 at this point and then but lily being the nice protagonist that she is she decided to give him like water and then like food and then they somehow develops like a friendship and have and she would have him over to take a shower and then like or like sleep in her freaking bedroom because like winter it's cold and like yeah so she would just sneak this guy into her house like luckily this dude is not creepy i mean it's like little bit it's just little bit i mean now i've now me at first like after i finished the book i thought like oh my god atlas you're so wholesome but then now i go back to the start of the book and i was like Oh shit, Atlas is not as good as I thought. Because, because. Apparently, so because Lily was helping Atlas, and of course they developed like a little bit of romance there. And then, so, um, Atlas learned that Lily likes gardening, and then so that he found that, um. Uh, wait, what? 
Oh, it was the the the, the gardening tools that he found from the old house, like the abandoned house, and then like he tried to clean it up for her, and she, he gave him the tools as a present. And he's like, "This is the best I can do without water." So I'm just like, "What is this broke guy Ritz?" But also, the Atlas was like, "How old are you?" He asked. Lily said, "Fifteen." And then the look in his eyes made him seem a little bit sad about my age, but I don't know why. Why is this part of the book? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, for someone to be that aware of your age, like hello, and then there's like another one. I forgot where it was, but then like he would ask her, "When do you turn sixteen?" Predator behavior. This is such predator behavior. Like what the hell? Like what the actual fuck? <sighs> I need a break. I need a break from this. <laughs> And then, so, apparently, they 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 bond. And so, because like Atlas is also Atlas also came from like abusive family, and then so he would get like scars and burns, um, on his arms. And then they and then he said, "Plants are humans, are alike. Plants need to be loved the right way in order to survive. So do humans." We rely on our parents from birth to love us enough to keep us alive, and if our parents show us the right kind of love, we turn out as better humans overall. But if we're neglected, dot dot dot, and then Lily was like, most plants do need a lot of care to survive, but some things like trees are strong enough to do it just relying on themselves and nobody else. I mean, that's true. That's encouraging. But by the but when you're reading this in this context and you're just like a little bit cringe and. What is this gardening ritz? <laughs> And if you guys don't know what ritz is, it's apparently like how you flirt with people. It's like like short for charisma. Is like, what is this gardening ritz? <laughs> oh my god! This book like is ridiculous in the first half. <sighs> oh my god! Do I even have time? Because now it's twelve twenty-four. I really need to wrap this up in six minutes, but I don't think I can wrap this up in six minutes because there's so much content to go through. <sighs> And oh, there's this just one line because it's so interesting. I thought that I need to keep this here, so it's like uh, Lily describing Atlas's eyes and. <laughs> She said, "Real blue eyes, like the kind you see on a Siberian husky." And then my comment was like, "Thinking if my friend related to this, <laughs> because she would say that this guy have like really blue eyes." <laughs> so when I read this line, I thought of her immediately. So like, yeah. And then, 
Okay, so like when Lily visited Atlas at the abandoned house, and then she realized what a perfect view he has of my bedroom. What? What? Hello. And then, oh, where was the other part? Did I highlighted it? Because I swear there's this one part that oh I didn't highlight it, but I swear that there's this part that um, Atlas said like he went to the abandoned house to try to you know off himself with razor blades, and then he had a view of her bedroom, and she. Her bedroom light turned on, and then he saw her, and then so he was like, "Who is this angel?" and decides not to kill himself. <sighs> What is happening? You know, this book is giving me so much flashbacks of what I've experienced in my life, <laughs> as in like. Wow! Throw back to that one time that guy like saying that he did not off himself because he couldn't say that. Oh, I love you to me, because if he off himself, he wouldn't have a chance to do that. Uh. <laughs> Please, men, like I like women cannot. We cannot bear this. Much responsibility to save you from taking your own life. We cannot do that. I'm laughing because I don't know how to respond. <laughs> This is my coping mechanism. I swear. So, like, Atlas would like. So apparently, Atlas was like very thankful of Lily, and then he would kiss her on her collarbone. And apparently, it's the same place that Ryle likes to kiss. <laughs> What is this? What is this? What is this plot? What the hell? Like the first. First half of the book, I was like, "Oh my god!" And I honestly thought it was like I was being manip manipulated to think that like Atlas and then Ryle are good people in the second half of the book. Because at first I do because in the end, just as Lily turned sixteen, Atlas and Lily had sex. Just as she turned legal, they did it, and I was like. I mean, when I was reading the book, I did think like, okay, maybe because they both come from abusive households, their mindset might be more mature, and that, like, I don't think that their age. Play that much of an effect to their relationship because Lily was helping him, and I think if it's in a normal setting, like maybe twenty to twenty three, 
this girl helping out this guy, and of course they're bound gonna have some romantic relationship with each other, and then like being physical would be part of that relationship, and I think it's completely fine, and I think because. Except for the weird predator sentences, I think if there's no weird predator sentences, if they did it when she's still illegal, I would still think that's acceptable. Even though, like y'all might think I'm insane, but I don't know. I don't know who they are actually, but considering that they. May have a more mature mindset. They have this trauma bond. I'm. I mean, like. I don't think he groomed her in any sense. So I don't think it's like a weird. So the whole actual relationship is not that weird, but the weird thing is he kept asking like, "How old are you?" and then. When are you gonna turn sixteen? Is fucking weird. That's fucking weird. You know. <sighs> Anyways, <sighs> this book is like the death of me. But let me come back a little bit later because now I need to get ready to go out. Okay, I am back, and today is literally another another day. Now is the next morning, so I actually have another drink, which is coffee. Is this Italian style from Marks and Spencer? Actually, because my family bought like a new coffee machine. Anyways, let me just finish this podcast real quick. But I'm gonna be super quiet, which you can hear right now because of my whole ass family that's out there. And I'm a little bit awkward to do that, but I really want to finish this episode for you guys. And I'm procrastinating and. I really should be working, but anyways, um, because I'm gonna be more quiet, so there's gonna be less sass, which is kind of sad because I feel like the sass is the funniest part of the episode. But it is what it is. We gotta deal with it. So let's go. And okay, so we're we're on Atlas, and then how they actually did it, even though. Like Lily was illegal, and then I think to summarize that part is, I mean, like when you look at the whole thing, like I mean, kids do do it, even though they're illegal. That's why there's like so many teen pregnancies in America. So I think as long as you make a wrong mistake, it's a mistake, but you being so aware of her age. That is like so sus. I know you're just not. You're just trying to not catch a case, but. <sighs> Anyways, I feel like yeah, if if the guy didn't put if Atlas didn't put that much of an emphasis on it, I feel like it's more understandable, considering. He, I don't think he tried to groom her. At least that's what I thought. So, yeah. Anyways, and then so because apparently Atlas really liked to kiss that spot on her collarbone, 
and Lily actually went to get like a tattoo there, and then Ryle is like, "Oh my God, there's a tattoo there!" and then like kissing that part, which I told you guys previously. So the two guys like to kiss her on the same body part, which is her collarbone, which is now there's a tattoo on it, and yeah, which later on Ryle discovered that. The tattoo is actually the place that Atlas used to kiss her on, and then he figured that out. And then he was so pissed and so mad, and then he basically tried to rape her with like other reasons that he was just simply jealous and everything. So that was bad, but. Before we get into that, there's so many more red flags. So because、uh, they met on the rooftop, and then at no, Ryle was like,、oh, "I want to fuck you," but they did not, obviously. And so this man has the audacity to knock on like so many doors in the building because he didn't know which apartment she's living in, but he knew which. Building she was living in, so he went to knock on twenty nine doors to find her, just to do it with her. So I was like, twenty nine doors. How awkward is it to knock on twenty nine doors and say sorry, wrong door? And it's so weird and creepy to have someone to knock on twenty nine doors for you. And so, because they just they have this thing called like, bake, like naked truth. So apparently he knocked on twenty nine doors, and then so Lily opened the door and realizes him, and then. So he was like, "There's a really big naked truth coming." Okay, he says, "Brace yourself." You know, at that point, I was bracing myself, and I immediately closed the app, just because I was actually in the lab waiting for my professor at that point, and I don't want anyone in the lab to see what I'm reading, because I'm so scared. Because the next part, he's like. Begging Lily to do it with her, to have sex with her, because oh, I need to be focused. But all I think about is you. Please make it stop. Just one. That's all it take. I swear. And I was like, holy bloody what? Hello. And then, wait. Let me get back to my notes. And then the next part, like it's like this man literally getting on his knees. To have Lily, to have sex with him. That was like, man is literally getting on his knees. Like, what's wrong with you? Take no for an answer. You know, I feel like sometimes I, I am like Lily, as in, I try to see the best in people. So I added. Like my comment was not this man getting on his knees for sex, but at least he's trying to get consent though relentlessly. So I guess like because I knew this is like a book about abuse, so I was like, okay, this is still 
not too bad even though like like am i hearing myself what's wrong with me i feel like i have been manipulated by this book i like to change my rating now i think i'll give this book like a 3.25 the two, the zero point two five is for the second half of the book when people are more wholesome. I'm not gonna try to take a, take that away from them, but yeah, but like, oh my god, not me saying at least he's trying, to, but I feel like that's me as a person though. Like at least he's trying to get consent. <laughs> I feel like I've done something similar, like this before, but. I don't know. Ryo is like the creepiest description that I've ever seen, like as a person. And then, so Lily was like, "I hate how good it feels to be wanted this much. I should be turned off by it." And then I made a comment like, "I get it though. I mean, the the Ryo thing is a little bit overboard, but I do get like, ah." Uh, Somebody is doing this because they want you, and it's all—it's always nice to feel wanted, you know. And so that's when like red flags turn yellow, and turn brown, because at that point you're colorblind by the fact that someone is like doing creepy stuff. But and then I continue reading. And Ryle said, "I have to go. I'm really late. I'm sorry. I'll never do this again." And my comment was, "All of that, all of that relentless begging, and y'all didn't even do it." I mean, I don't know because th- this book, I feel like I was a little bit annoyed, as into the book has a lot of scenes that builds up to, oh, are they gonna do it? They are gonna do it. Maybe they're gonna do it, and then they don't do it, so they leave you hanging there. And I hate that they kept me hanging in there, just because I really don't like that feeling. Because like once or twice is okay, but it's like multiple occasions. So I'm just like, am I gonna get over with this or not? Because I feel like whenever I read. Let's see. So it's like a book, and it's building up to a moment, and then after that moment, I feel like I need I can take a break. Like I don't need to like constantly flipping through the pages. Like I need to finish this part because I feel like it's a section of a book. It represents the end of a section. So I would be like, I need to flip through every page and then get to that part, and then I finish, and then I can stop. But it was not the case, and so the book just had me keep. Like kept me like flipping through, which, um, a you a booktuber that I've watched said, oh, it's such a talent, for to write such a page turner. I honestly don't think it's like a page turner kind of book, and honestly, I don't think the writing is great. I saw some of the comments saying like the 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 writing is very direct, like the the. Character says like everything that's on her brain, which I agree. Like it's it's very. I don't even know how to say it, but it's like, oh, her stomach growl, and she thought to herself, "It's time to eat." Like, <laughs> it's it's the book is like pointing out the obvious, like 
quite a lot of the times and it's a very direct book and I'm not saying that I don't appreciate this because while I have zero brain function it's always nice to have like everything pointed out so easily but I don't think it's like a feature that I would enjoy normally when I read a book I would expect a little bit a little bit more depth to it so yeah and then another red flag of this man is remember he took a picture of Lily on the rooftop that day and the man has this picture printed out and it was hanging in his freaking living room like Lily said that's when I see it. The picture is blurred, so it was hard to make out at first. But I can recognize that hair from anywhere. That's my hair. It's hard to miss. Like, I was like, hello? This man has been tracking you down relentlessly. And even has a freaking picture of you hanging in his living room. Like, what in the 365 days is happening here? Hello? Oh my god. At this point, I feel like the flag should turn red, even though you're colorblind, but it still should turn red at this point. <sighs> hi, 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 no, 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 no. <sighs> and then, okay, so I think about halfway through the book, or like 40% of the book, Ryle finally hit Lily, which I was like, oh shit, this book commences, which I mean, I saw that coming, I know what this book is about, and I was like, okay, we're finally getting into it, because like, no offense, I just feel like it's a little bit slow paced, as in, I was like, I think in real life I would not expect like when is the abuse coming but for me when I read this book I was like when is the when is the abuse coming like I'm just waiting <laughs> I'm just waiting for shit to happen because I feel like yeah I know this is gonna happen in a book and and it feels like they're not getting to it a lot of the times and to be fair there weren't a lot of like violence in the book so Ryle only like hit her three times and then she eventually decides that she would leave him so the first time he did it she was like okay maybe he was just mad and making excuses and everything and the second time she was like oh I I said that I would leave him if he ever do it the second time, but then I cannot believe I still didn't do it and everything, which I feel like this is kind of like a realistic portrayal of how people are in relationships because you love someone and you had good memories together. You would always try to find excuses for them. It's like, oh, but we had this other good part. Like, except for this part, the other parts are actually good. Which is kind of, you know, self-hypnotizing in a way and brainwashing and... Yeah, but I feel like 
is a pretty realistic portrayal of like why people won't instantly leave this these kind of like violent relationships even though that they know that they deserve better like they should not be hit by someone but sometimes like when you're in a relationship it's hard to just like leave leave and you would always make excuses for them so i feel like in this part of the book is actually not too bad and you can see like the struggle that lily is trying to grow through and especially with her background I feel like that made her stronger in a way because like her mother did not leave the dad but now she's like okay I have to leave him despite the good times that they've had and how much love they have for each other <sighs> anyways so there's like a so this is where the love triangle comes in because she ran into Atlas a few years later and apparently this is a Wattpad book because everyone is perfect like Ryle is successful and Lily is also successful with her flower shop so Ryle is like a uh, top at the hospital like assisting like surgeries and then she ran into Atlas. She thought he's a waiter, but then he's not. So, At so Lily was like, "You're the chef," because she went to this restaurant. And then so Atlas, so so the waiter, so the other waiter next to Atlas said, "Oh, he's a chef, the owner. Sometimes waiter, sometimes dishwasher. He gives a new me meaning to hands on." This is like low-key cringe, but like my comment was like, what in a Wattpad? <laughs> this is like so Wattpad, like why do I have to make everyone so successful? I mean, they're by no means perfect, I mean like considering their personal lives, but can you just make someone a little bit more realistic? Like, can he just simply be, like, a waiter instead? Like, would Lily choose Ryo now because he's a neurosurgeon and Atlas is still just a waiter? Hmm. Hmm, like, hmm. And also, like, Lily just, like, did things effortlessly. She found, like, a new genre of flower shops and then... It's a hit, it's successful, and then Atlas and Lily's businesses are on like the most like most popular businesses, most successful young businesses kinda list on like the Boston News or something like that. And I'm like, do you have to make them that successful? Can you not? Not? Hmm? And then so Atlas was like, okay, if you ever need anything, you can call me. And then so he gave her a paper because when Atlas saw her, he kind of knew that Ryo did this to her. But it was like just the first time and Lily really didn't want to admit it. 
but Atlas was like, if you need help, I'm there. And then he lied to her about having like a girlfriend when he didn't. Maybe he's jealous and something. And so I think Ryle hit her another time. I think. I'm not too sure at this point. And then so oh yeah oh right so Raya was like admitting to her because apparently Lily is like best friends with Raya's sister Alyssa Alyssa is super rich but also she's bored that's why she's working for Lily like seriously people in this book has no money troubles or like they, it's not that they don't have money troubles. They're richy, rich, rich. They're all like either business owners or very expensive or like slash trophy wife. And I'm just like, what? Hello? And then so like Ryle, after hitting her once, and then like apparently Alyssa knows like how violent he is. And yet... She was just like, at first she's like skeptical of their relationship and then suddenly she's super supportive and then she urged Ryo to open up to Lily because apparently uh, Ryo has like therapy sessions and because as a kid he pointed a gun as, at his brother and killed his brother like at the age of six like he said, oh I didn't know the gun was loaded blah 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 and Lily was like, oh my god he opened up to me and then so she thought to herself like i know ryle and i are strong enough to move past this our love is strong enough to get us through this no <laughs> no <laughs> but i feel like the stage this is a stage that everybody goes through like our love is strong enough to get us through this no love is not that strong like love is not that strong <laughs> when this situation is problematic like the love is not that strong to get through this okay like just no 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 and then Alyssa was like trying to get Lily to talk to her brother but would you want your best friend to date your violent brother and the thing is they're like they're like close like Lily and her husband and Ryle lives together so they're like really close and afterwards when lily decided to leave ryle and she eventually opened up to Alyssa as to why and Alyssa was still like as his sister i would want you to forgive him but as your best friend i'll be super mad if you don't leave him and on one hand, I get Alyssa's struggle because that's her brother. But I don't think even as a sister, you should ask your best friend to forgive her brother. Because I don't think it's something that you can ever forgive. So I feel like Alyssa is like low-key problematic character considering 
And you know, when Lily was like, "Oh, my life is perfect. I have my husband, which is Ryo, because he did get married. And then my best friend is my sister-in-law. And then we're just like one happy group." And I was like, "No, no, no." I mean, I feel like a lot of the times, um. I do wish that I have like a close friend group, like when you watch How I Met Your Mother, and also Friends, which is like you know they hang out with the same group of people, but there's also like a diverse of people in a group, and I feel like I wanted that sometimes, but I feel like it's really hard in real life to do that because actually in that group. Not everyone's gonna be close. Like, let's say Marshall and Robin, they're actually not close, and they're just there because they're involved with the people there. And also, sometimes even if you guys are close, I feel like there's always gonna bound to be some drama, saying like, "Oh, I don't like this person. I don't like that person." But it's not like, okay, I hate this person and I don't want to be friends with that person forever. Because it's not like that. Because I feel like friends, you're gonna bound to have something that you don't like about each other, and it's just like a thing that you have to go through. And it's not like it. It's not like it's a phase because there's always gonna be something that you went through in like together maybe, and then you disagree with something, and just made you a little bit annoyed. And I feel like it's always important to have someone. On the outside of that social circle, to be there for you in a sense. Like, do you know what I mean? So, it's like, okay, let's say you now have like a tight group of friends, but if like you and this other person, they're not friends anymore, or you don't want to be friends with them anymore. Then what do you do? You leave the group, and then you're left with no friends, and you have to start from the top. And I feel like it's just a such a very lonely situation that you put yourself in. I feel like this sounds like very opportunistic, kind of in a way, saying that oh, you need to have other friends so you make sure that you're never lonely. I'm I'm not like saying that, but I'm just saying like friends are important, and I feel like you. Need to have like a support system out of your usual group because if you lose them, you really don't have friends. And I feel like humans really do need friends. So, yeah. So when Lily was like, "Oh, I'm so happy that I have my husband and and my best friend is my sister-in-law," so I was just like, "Oh, this is like a catastrophe in the brewing." It it really is because having no friends would be so lonely, and you don't know who you can turn to, and that's why when Ryle was violent with Lily the for a third time, she didn't know who she can call for help because the other people that she knows is her husband Ryle who did this to her, and his sister. Who also just had a baby and wasn't sure that if that's possible because like her sister, like Alyssa, literally lives upstairs, so that's like super close, and the other person is her mom. Like, would you really want to call your mom in this situation, especially when your mom has experienced something similar and she decide decided not to leave the 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 guy? So 
in the end, like she could only reach out to Atlas. So, yeah. So what I'm just trying to say is, I guess, have friends outside your circle. So I guess in a way, I'm kind of happy that I have like friends from like. Because I don't really mix my friends together, they're all very you know scattered. We never like really hang out in a group. It's always just me one on one with someone else, which I feel like it's a good thing for me because I think sometimes I don't really know how to handle myself in a group, and I feel like I can interact to that person a little bit more when it's one on one. So yeah. So I guess like on one hand I want to have like a group of friends, but on the other hand, I feel like if that actually happens, I don't know what to do with myself. So I guess I'm gonna kind of happy in my situation, and I just don't want to have like a very tight group of friends because I feel like there's gonna be some drama of like this person disliking this person and. You know, it's like talking sh- shit about your friends behind their backs, and within the same group of people. I mean, so yeah. Anyways, back to the story. So, um, so the thing is, uh, Lily decided to leave Ryle. And at the same time, she discovered that she is pregnant with his child, so that made her situation a little bit more complicated. And she went to ask Atlas for help, and then you know they still have feelings for each other. And then Atlas was very caring and everything. And honestly, I feel like Atlas is like a good person in the majority of the book, except for the. When do you turn sixteen? Part and there is this part that he said to her. In the future, if by some miracle you ever find yourself in the position to fall in love again, fall in love with me. He presses his lips against my forehead. You're still my favorite person, Lily. Always will be. And I commented like, "Oh my god, finally something wholesome in the book because that is so romantic." Like, ah, to fall in love with someone, fall in love with me. It's kind of like, like Meredith Grey saying like, "Choose me, pick me, love me." Ah, I feel like this is a really cute. Kind of situation because this person is being very vulnerable to you at this point, to admit to themselves, to admit to your to you that they're you have the upper hand and they're in the lower hand, and just just be with them, to pick them, to choose them, and I think that's like a really vulnerable moment. And I will always admire the courage that these kind of people have to just tell them that pick me, even though if you're happier the other way, then sure. But then just you know.、Uh, anyways, so I saw that a lot of people were.、Um, 
disagreeing with Lily because she allows Ryle to have custody, like half custody of her daughter, like their daughter, and so she would leave her daughter with him, and people were like, "Oh my God, you have history with this man," as in like domestic abuse history. With this man, and you still feel okay that you're gonna leave your daughter with a p- person like that, simply based on the fact that Lily's father did not hit her nor her sister when she grew up. And on one hand, I get what the other people are trying to say, and I do feel like Lily may be a little bit. Inconsiderate, or did not look at the full picture. Is because I mean there is like a potential hazard that her daughter has with her own father. But I do get where Lily is coming from. Is that she would like um. Okay, that's what she said. I don't want her to see her father at his worst. I don't want her to see him when he loses his temper with me to the point that she no longer recognizes him as her father. So she chose to leave Ryle because she didn't want to stay with him anymore, so that her daughter would like see the violence happening. But at the same time, she still hoped that Ryle would be part of her daughter's life, because that's her father, and I feel like it's important to have like a mother and a father figure, in like in the stages of growing up. And I feel like what she's trying to provide for her daughter is not a broken home. I think. Both both sides are very valid. I guess maybe the writer could have elaborated a little bit more as to just maybe, oh, I would still let Ryle meet the daughter, but maybe with the presence of Lily, so she could have ensured that her daughter is safe, but also she could spend time with her father. I guess people are like, okay, so people are like, oh my god, the the guy tried to rape you, and you still think it's okay for you to stay with the father, and I feel like some, I feel like this part is also like a realistic portrayal. I mean, some people would have like PTSD, obviously, and then be like, "I don't want to be touched by a man anymore. I don't want to see that person anymore." But I feel like there's always times that there are people that just try, just somehow forget the worst part that has happened to them, and just see the good, and. And I'm not saying that they do this purposely, but maybe it's just how the brain works. Like maybe this is something that happened to Lily, and made her think that it's okay. 
I'm sorry, I'm talking something about, like, so serious, but then my mom is, like, laughing so hard in the back. And I don't know if you guys can hear it, but anyways. So, maybe that's the thing. I guess Lily could have done better by, like, supervising their, you know, father-daughter play date. But, maybe, I guess it really depends on the situation, I mean... People can argue that you cannot just simply determine that Ryle is not going to be violent with his daughter simply because Lily's father was not violent with her. But also you cannot like 100% say that Ryle is going to be violent with her. You know. And I don't know. At least for me, maybe I will see how their dynamic is and be there and have someone else there to you know, observe and supervise the whole situation before, like, I make a decision if I want my daughter to hang around someone like that. But, yeah. That's how I viewed the whole situation. And, okay, one last part is, like, a cringy part because, like, I know just keep swimming is actually motivational, but then, so just keep swimming is something that Lily always tells herself throughout the book, and I cannot believe that she named her daughter, like her, like her daughter's middle name is Dory, because just keep swimming. Dory? I'm so glad that I'm not her daughter. Like, imagine. (sighs) Anyways, that is the end of my rant. That is the end of my thoughts of this book. Honestly, I may read, like, um, November 9, just to see what's what maybe just to hate on it I, I don't know I don't want to read it just to hate on it but then I kind of do want to read it just to dislike on it you know so maybe I'll read that in the future but yeah this has been a long enough episode this is like so long an hour and 15 minutes um I have no idea which song that I want to introduce you guys to let me let me just pick it right now I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of songs recently because I cannot really find a favorite one that I can just, you know, listen to that one song. But... Mm. Okay. I will play the song called Are You Happy by Shy Martin. Which is like a sad breakup song. I really like this song because it's like emo and sad. Sometimes like when you need to be just, when you're just low on energy, you just like want to listen to songs that are emo and sad. And so it's like, even though it ended, like it's kind of like a life lesson 
and then you're just happy that it happened maybe maybe is like a question mark so yeah i guess that's it for this episode i will talk to you guys next week and i completely forgot to blow out the candle <laughs> bye but are you happy looking back at us when you met me will you go back and tell yourself to leave it